Hey, welcome back everybody to MarTech Interviews. This is our second in a series of podcasts that we're doing here at Connex with Uberflip. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. We want to thank uh, this week's MarTech interview sponsor, Products Up. Products Up is an enterprise cloud software for product content syndication and feed management. If you ever want to increase sales on Facebook, you know that you have to get the right products reaching the right audience. If you're working with an e-commerce product feed, it's terribly difficult to find and target the users at the right stage of the sale. But what if there was a way to make your ads show up with the right people across different verticals with different creatives? It's possible with a feed management platform like Products Up. You can keep all of your Facebook ads accurate, auto-corrected, and push your entire product catalog quickly and easily to Facebook with a few clicks using your marketing's full potential. If you want to learn more, get your complete campaign guide to Facebook Dynamic Ads. Master your Facebook ad account and learn to be more performance driven than ever in order to ensure your profitability and your business growth. Download at productsup.io slash campaign guide. And we're going to have that link in the show notes as well. Well, uh, we just finished one podcast a little while ago where we talked about ABM and how fascinating that was. Right. right. And Lindsay... Chepkema, I got it right. Hey, uh, walk by and, because I'm going to be doing a podcast. You are. You're going to be on Marketer and Machine. Yeah, with Marketer and Machine, and uh, and you walk by and and I said, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. And so um, probably helped that the microphones were all out on the table and everything. Too, yeah, right? that's, that's that's true. Yeah, we were set up for it, um, but we thought that for this second episode we would talk about. Today was a little bit different than I had yeah. imagined for a content marketing right, right. Refreshingly different, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah it's been a good nice. day so far. Um, I like the way that they introduced who? Ann Hanley, Jay Bear, who's MC here. Right. Scott Stratton. Yep. Who am I missing? Uh, Randy, Randy of course. Randy, Randy Frisch. Frisch. Yep, in his bed. Yeah. Right. I think that's about it, though. I mean, but that's some big stars oh, in the yeah. marketing field to have. Yeah, absolutely. Hit and, the point home. Yeah, and they they all kind of collaborated in the in in it, and then each of them did their own presentation. Uh, which which one stood out to you, Lindsay? Uh, Scott Stratton. Yeah. Uh, how could it not? On right. marketing. Right. Right. <laughs> um, well, you know, just really casual, really uh, to the point at times, and yeah. excitable. And, so. and calling people out, right? I think right. that it's really really easy to get drawn into the the hype, right? And how right. we, what we feel like we should be doing and, you know, influencer marketing and how we feel like we should be um, interacting with our audience through big names. And I think it's, it's far too easy for a lot, of market, a lot of marketers to lose sight of what, not what we should be doing, but what's, what's right. Yeah. And what's right by our audience and what's right by just what's right. Right. Well, <laughs> he stuck to ethics today, and, and, yeah. which is exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, he, he made the point that you don't get a second chance with ethics. Yeah, you lose it; it's gone. Your integrity's gone. Your your reputation, the whole nine yards, is gone. So you have to stick with that ethics and ethical behavior. The, the the company that always stands out to me, and he gave, of course, his examples of Bell. But I was thinking about Wells Fargo. You know, yeah. and right. the trouble that they got through, and then, you know, so they did this 
huge campaign about you know we're better now we're changing and then it happened and, again. and then like two uh, two, two <laughs> yeah. months later they're right back in it right yeah. it's right. not a renewable resource yeah right. that's you that's what, exactly what he said yeah, yeah so when well, i think it speaks to the culture within an organization how do you you take a company that size and by the time kind of bad habits you know start arising it's kind of too late it's probably inbred in all of the management those roots run deep right? yeah, yeah yeah and so for companies that you got to start out with that it's a top-down thing yeah. it's got to start at the top and you've got to hold you know as ceo management you've got to hold everybody accountable to that same level if you don't yeah then it's gonna just decay from there you know um i'll never forget i was leaving a company back in 99 Actually, it was uh, end of 98, I was leaving a company, and um, I found out that one of the main consultants and one of the sales guys were um, working together to start their own company, and they were approaching the current company's customers. Ah. And I was leaving. I had already given my notice and everything, and I thought about it. If I was staying, would I have said something? Yes. And because of that, even though I was leaving... I said something. Yeah. You know, it was the right thing to do, right? right. And uh, the consultant guy came up to me because he was actually my boss. He says, you're leaving. You're getting out of here. Why do you have to say anything? He actually was a little more vulgar about it. <laughs> um, but I won't say what he said. Uh, but, you know, I looked at him and I said, it doesn't matter if I'm leaving or not. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah. And that's why I said something, you know. And the point is, is that if I hadn't said something... You know, the company would have been damaged. I was leaving on good terms. It didn't matter. I didn't yeah. want to hurt anybody. Right. And they were doing something wrong. It's as simple as yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So you got to hold to it or else it just decays. Some, yeah. Sometimes the lines are, are I, I don't want to say grade. From the outside looking in, it looks clear as day, right? Because the, the example that Scott gave was uh, Bell Canada you know, basically writing reviews on its own app release. Astroturfing. Right. Yeah, astroturfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Term, yeah. yeah, this is why we have the director of marketing here. <laughs> we have we have the people that understand the lingo. Um, but, but I, you know, I can understand if you're inside a company, that okay. pressure, right, mm -hmm. to produce a, maybe you spent half a million dollars on a mobile app, and even if it's a crappy little mobile app, you just want a few reviews For up. Sure. And so it's it's it was such an easy thing, I think, for it to happen. It probably wasn't some, you wasn't know, maniacal. Yeah, it wasn't baked yeah. conspiracy or anything like that. But, but well, and and they're going, you know, let's just review the app a couple of times. Yeah. You know, right. it's harmless for us to do so. Yeah. And the, where they screwed up was that they didn't disclose that they right. were employees. You right. know. Um, of, well, of they, Bell. And obviously they didn't even think it was wrong because they used the real names yeah, on the reviews. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I think one thing that we talk about a lot on the Marketer Machine podcast is is pressure, right? Yeah. And, and this pressure that we all as marketers feel every day, regardless of what industry you're in, whether you're B2C, B2B, agency, consulting, there is pressure. And, and with, with data comes opportunity, but also comes pressure, right? Yeah. And so we're all pushed to reform and to, like you said, get more ROI out of those investments, whether it is half a million dollars in an app or hiring another head or investing right. in some new technology. That, 
immediately upon making that investment or making that choice, that, that clock starts to tick of like, okay, when are we going to see those results? When are we going to see these re reviews How come in? How are we going to get this back? Right. And right. so that's, I think that's how it happens. That's how you, you send an influencer a note that, and don't, don't see it through and, yeah. and bad things happen. That's how, you know, you're like, okay, everybody on the team, let's just write our own reviews. It'll, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I think, I think famous last words, right? It's right. not a big deal. Right, right, right. It all comes from that pressure. And I think that to your point about how it being, it's got to be from the top down. Like you, you just gave that example and he said, why did you have to say anything? Right. But still, I mean, like you don't get it. Like yeah. this, ha and, this and cannot exactly be about. It. He yeah. didn't get it at all. He, he, he thought I was the bad guy for right. saying something, whereas he's literally going to steal all of the customers of the company that he's with. Yeah. You know, so, and you know, you can use the word steal or take or whatever you want. But he didn't get it because why yeah. did you have to say something? Yeah. Well, and I and I, you know, you pointed, you talked about influencer because it's it's one of the things that, like, you'll read almost in every other blog post that I write the relationship that I have with the company, you know. And then if I write a really glowing review about a company that I don't have a relationship, I disclose that I don't yeah, have a yeah. relationship that I really right. like, you know. Right. And it is surprising to me the number, and it's, I I'll say this. It's people that I respect in, in this industry, too, mm -hmm. that I read something that they put online and I go, I know that that's their client. Yeah. Like, say something. You because, know? I mean, I to your point, I, I don't respect them any less for saying, like, look, full disclosure, I'm working with ABC Incorporated and I just have to brag on them a little bit yeah. because they're doing this really cool thing. Fine. You know, then, then that it doesn't make me feel like something's fishy. And it's like, hey, but, but you see it through that lens. Yeah. And I don't think you lose anything with that. But if you find out after the fact, then if you yucky. read it, yeah. and then later on you go, oh, that's their customer, or, or they got paid for that, you go, So that means nothing uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I uh, liken it to reading, the, uh, used to be in magazines, you'd see this full-page thing, it looked just like a magazine article. Yes. And, of course, it's at the bottom, tiny print, I mean, you yeah. get out your magnifying glass, and it says, oh, this is an advertising, yeah. you know. Yeah. You get to the point where you recognize that, but you know that it's an advertisement. Yeah. Right. So. You don't feel as bad, but it, you, or you don't have that negative emotion with it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this is when I can do a shameless plug of my client. See, full okay. disclosure. So, so, so literally just a, probably 10 minutes ago, I tweeted because 120 Water Audit is, right. a, is a company that I'm, I've, I've been helping. They do uh, basically for municipalities to chart water. Uh, most of the time what, those, what, what cities would do is just send stuff off to a lab and have that paperwork sitting in a drawer somewhere. Well, now they have a platform basically to chart it all in, make it public, uh, be compliant with laws, everything else. But he wrote this really nice post, Isaac Peller, and he's a friend of mine. And so I retweeted it with a comment and I said, proud to be working for... Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and and you're right. To my audience, they don't mind that at all. No. You know, they, they don't take that anyway. You know, yeah, you know honestly, what it does is helps strengthen that relationship because yeah. it's honesty there it's trust building right because you're you're being upfront and honest about the whole thing right instead of you know trying to hide something or seem sneaky you may not even be trying to hide it but the fact that you left it out makes it seem like you were trying Guilt to hide by it. Omission. It, it exactly it's an yeah. appearance of it you know it's not even intentional a lot of times i'll say yeah. Not necessarily all the time, but all, a lot of times. Yeah. It's not even intentional, but you leave it out, and you're right, guilt by omission. You yeah. Know, so. well, one thing he was talking about today, Scott Stratton, that is, um, was 
being sneaky and right. trying to trick. At what point did we get to get to the place where we're trying to trick people into yeah. becoming our clients, right? And I, I, the first thing that came to my mind is the other day, I received a piece of mail, as we all do, that looked like something it wasn't. Like, I, it doesn't take a, sci a, a genius to know that the this was... The fake credit card in yeah, the envelope Yeah, the fake credit card or yeah. something that looks like <laughs> it's handwritten and it's not. Yeah. And I, I held it up to my husband and I said, why? Why? Yeah. Do, if they think that they can get me to open the mail... Am I magically going to say, I'm so glad I opened yeah. this. Now I'm going to become a customer. Like, when did we get to that place well, that we feel like we have to fool people you into... Know, or obligate them, right? The other one is where they put the dollar or the or whatever, the stamps. nickel in, in it yeah. or stamps in well, it. And you feel obligated right. that you owe them something, right? I think, I think when I see a lot of that stuff, I think short-term gains, long-term losses, right? Yeah. It's that, like you were saying before, that pressure, mm -hmm. that incredible pressure that you know we just got to get people to open this envelope and look and the problem is is long term they haven't crafted a relationship around yeah. that that prospect and For sure. and that's the bad part to me is that yeah they might get that boost early but long term they've lost the respect of you know of their customer yeah. or well and that's or a lot prospect. like public companies anyway they're always searching to make sure that their next quarterly earnings report is good yeah. But sometimes they will take drastic measures that hurt their current, sure. their long-term yeah, yeah. metrics, you know? So There's that saying, um, I, show me what you measure and I'll show you how you behave. Yeah. Where, <laughs> oh, my know, God, that's awesome. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I mean, and it's not for me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I wish I could take ownership of them. But that's, that far, that's, that's yeah. far bigger than me. But it, it's so true because if we are being measured by open rate or right. click rate or traffic, um, if somehow we knew who was opening those envelopes, right? If you're measuring that, that's all you care about. And I think that's where we've lost sight of it, where yeah. we're not thinking about the person at the other end. We're not thinking about the customer lifetime value. We're thinking about the open rate. Right, right. We And, and I mean, my agency has made those mistakes before. Oh, we, we all have. We sure. had a, we had a client, uh, Styly, that we were doing right. a ton of work for. They right. have a, a platform for basically um, beauticians that are by themselves to manage, you know, their clients and schedule and everything else. And so one of the one of the things that they wanted to do was collaboratively, they wanted to really go after Instagram. It's a visual medium, uh, tons of hairdressers, you know, salons on it, everything else. And so we did. We went full force. We created this beautiful contest, everything else. Yeah. It took off. It was it hit a record for the number of views and you know yeah. and likes and everything else. But no butts in seats. Like right. nobody, well, that, nobody starting a trial. And, exactly. And ultimately, you know, it, it, it didn't matter. You know, obviously there was maybe some awareness piece to it, but ultimately it did not matter to the company. Well, and that's what Stratton was talking about today, right? He was talking about moving the needle, right? Yeah. You can get 23 million views, 32 million reach, and still not move the needle at I, all. I still want that many, though. <laughs> I would because like to, you would run Google ads on yeah, it. <laughs> I would like to create some stupid meme and get 25 million Yeah, yeah no kidding, nice. right? Um, <laughs> not, but, not that I was calling Scott stupid. No, no, no. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the point is, is it didn't move the needle That's any. The yeah. and, and, you know, what you have to do is, A, you have to decide which needles you want to move. You know, do you want more customers? And then you have to gear everything towards that. And just because something takes off and goes viral or whatever doesn't matter yeah. if it doesn't move that needle. You have to go do something else in order to move the needle. Right. So, 
So it was, I, you know, I've seen Scott, I think, speak like five times now. And, and I like, I always hear tidbits from his previous speeches and he's so theatrical, you know, right, I, like right. he should really be an actor, you know, <laughs> except that he, maybe he doesn't know how to act. Cause it's Scott when you get, get it's him not there. an act. It's yeah. all him, hundred percent natural. But if folks are listening, I do want to do a shout out that, that Scott Scott's been on the show before. But uh-huh. you know he, it was awesome. He he does a, you can tell he puts in the time and effort into, you know everything about his speeches, the message, the humor, the theatrics, everything. Right, so right. Shout out, hire him for a keynote. There you go. There you Agreed. go. And you're not currently working with him, are you? (laughs) No, none of us are affiliated. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, what what are you looking forward forward to next, Lindsay? Um, I'm gonna say I am excited about Joey Coleman. I think he's coming up tomorrow. Uh, If you have not read his book, Never Lose a Customer Again, do it. Okay. I read it. I convinced our leadership team at Amarsis to read it. We all. I hope that I can speak for them all and say we all loved it. Um, and I, got, I had a chance to talk with him a little bit at a break, and he's just, he's a cool guy. The book is great. Uh, I'm excited to hear him talk. What about was it. the book again? Never Lose a Customer Again. All we'll right, the, I'm we'll going to put that, put that, that on my list. Notes. Yeah, we'll it's put it one. in the show notes. Yeah. Very good yeah. one. Well, Lindsay, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, it won't fun. be the last time either. Yeah. So, yeah, this was this is fantastic. And uh, we'll, t- we'll try to do a few more from here before the end of the conference as well. So if you're around, we'll pull you in. Sounds so. great. All right. Great. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you rate or review us online because that keeps us going. Yep. Um, and we don't have to ask our friends to do that. No. And they're, and they're, real, they're real reviews. <laughs> so I'll get you that review later today. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. we're still recording. Exactly. The MarTech Interviews Podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.